What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G.O.D. make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, Devin? Hey, what's going on, Dave? Happy 2019 to you, sir. Yes, sir. You too, man. New Year, same me. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How you been, man? How was your uh, How was your New Year's Eve, man? Good, man. I got to spend it with some loved ones. Got to see nice. some family. It was good. It was great, man. How was yours? It was good, man. Did you create any uh, resolutions? <sighs> No, I, I don't. I don't make resolutions. To be honest with you, I, I mean, uh, I just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just always just, just the same. Just try to get you. get a closer relationship with God than I did the next, than last year, yeah. and then, uh, and I mean, and with that, makes you become a better person, I guess. For sure, for sure. What about you? I will say the one one of the resolutions I had, and I'm I'm like you. I try not to get too. Uh, too crazy into them because I never seem to follow up if I do too many or anything. But one of mine was to help make Dave and Dev podcast great for the first time. I thought you were um, about to say great again. So. <laughs> you knew I couldn't do that. You knew I couldn't go there. Yeah. So I'm super pumped, bro. This is our third season, dude. Where has time gone? Uh, so we got a bunch of stuff coming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so gonna... we're gonna hit the people with some new music. Mm-hmm. You still got the same old song at the beginning because that joint is still popping. Yep, and you're gonna hear music from other people. Uh, you're gonna hear another song in this episode. In fact, uh, we're gonna break down our show into segments. And uh, the cool thing about that is, is we what we found is that our podcast is sort of a uh, it's sort of niche, right? Like we talk about different things all in one one grouping. And mm-hmm. so what we've learned is that we have some people that love the sports talk. Um and, and then like the other talk too, but then there's some people that they just they really feel like the current events or when we get down into like the nitty gritty, like the deep topics. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually have full length episode so this episode here you're going to hear it in a full length version but you're also going to be able to see it hear it segmented so you're going to be able to hear like okay let's say it's monday on your way to work you want to listen to the 15 minute sports segment hit it with the 15 minute sports segment if you're sitting at home you know just trying to find something to do for for 20 minutes and you want to listen to the current events segment where we kind of hit on a deeper topic and kind of go through something that we've been processing through, you're going to have that time to do that. And you're not going to have to listen through everything else. Uh, so we really wanted to cater this to the people that, that we do have that listen to it right now. Uh, so I'm, I don't know about you, man, but I'm really excited about that. I think that from the feedback that we've gotten, that's been the one of the biggest, biggest game changes we're going to have this season. Yeah, Dave and Dave, for the people. That's right, man. For the people, for the culture. Yes, um, the other thing that you're going to find from Dave and Dev in 2019, uh, we're going to do a lot more uh, video. So this is it's a little weird because we're recording through an app for the actual audio. Um, but each of us have a device that's helping us that's recording us via video as well. Um, and we're going to combine those and we're going to make little short videos that we can that you guys can share with your friends on facebook and um 
I know my wife and a few other people have talked about like, Hey, if y'all had like two, three minute videos that kind of just hash out something quick from the pod, uh, like <laughs> that would get blown up, uh, especially cause <laughs> you know, the heat that comes out on this bad boy. So you get a, a two minute runoff from Devrin and, uh, you share it to your friends on Facebook. I mean, that's a great way to for us to get our our name out there, get our our podcast out there, and for for people to hear truth too. Because that's honestly that's the most important thing, right? For so, sure. um, I'm really excited about the videos. I'm excited about that um, that platform and just being able to use social media as a tool. Uh, we got some great advice. Me and Devin did last month uh, from somebody who's who's killing the social media game on a different platform, and so. Uh, we're we we're kind of heeding and and leaning in on that advice and and working through it. Uh, the other piece of advice was consistency. So uh, one of the things that we we look to accomplish this year is a, a consistency with when we bring out content. So um, from a, a a pure podcast perspective, you should expect one a week and for that to drop on Sundays, right? Yes. So that's that's going to be love and and I'm super pumped about that. And uh, to build that consistency. And then also you're going to start seeing these little segmented things, these videos, these quotes, these tidbits from the podcast are just things that we think of throughout the week that are just going to kind of be blasted on social media because that's the easiest way to keep up with everybody. You know, we have people that uh, that follow us on Facebook that don't follow us on Instagram and people at Instagram that don't follow us on Twitter and, and so on and so forth. So just being able to kind of hit all the social medias and 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 have different ways to, to interact with people is going to be going to be super cool, man. So I know I'm excited about it. I know you are too. So we're going to make it happen. Yes, sir. All right, man. So it is January 10th, 2019. That's crazy yes. to say. Uh, mm-hmm. But as we sit here and, and we're kind of on the outside of the, the Christmas holiday, Tell me a little bit about yes. your Christmas, man. What was your favorite gift? What was the favorite thing that happened to you during Christmas? Uh, favorite gift is probably my new laptop that I got this hey. year. That was that was pretty cool. There you go. It was either that, I got a, I got a, and I got a pretty cool. Uh, this is real adultish, but a, a like a, a cool little night night clock. Okay. Okay. That's such a yeah, dad a gift, lot, bro. <laughs> little alarm clock, yeah. That's a dad yeah, what gift. About for... you, what about you, Dave? Man, uh, so I am probably the worst person to buy gifts for because I am the type of person, like, I don't really want for anything. And if I do, I just buy it or I save up for it and just buy it. So, uh, so my wife, shout out to Sheena, thank you. Uh, she was cool with me getting some new kicks this year, and for my whole whole life, I've always wanted a pair of Jordan ones, um, and so I, I had come across some that I just loved, and and uh, I got the hookup and 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 bought them and got them for Christmas. So that was love for me. Uh, also, this Christmas was super cool because Elena, she's a little over two and a half now, but um, she was just super into it this year for her own gifts. She got to open her little brother's gifts because he's only four months old. And so uh, she just loved it. And she loved being able to see everybody. She loved the lights. Um, you could definitely tell, like, the splendor. And, and we just kept trying to remind her, like, what the what the reason for Christmas was. And, um, you know, she, she would say it. And, you know, she would talk about Jesus. And it was just a really, really cool Christmas for that um, aspect of it. And, and then Sheena, man, she got the hookup this year, man. We got kitchen gadgets galore i bought her an air fryer and i mean oh listen, listen the, you're gonna see on the video you're gonna see that i've been reaping the benefits from the air fryer bro i don't i mean it's bad i gotta lose listen, some weight an air fryer i got one of those last christmas and listen it's a game changer straight okay up. yeah get yourself an air fryer if you have hey this one. is a plug for one we ain't got no sponsorship we just love good food now here. <laughs> How random would an air fryer sponsorship be? I, I'm all for it. Bro. Hey, if anybody listening has a hookup, the plug on the air fryer, we'll sponsor it. I don't care. I love good food. Listen, when you get fries home, when you bring home fries from fast food, first of all, that should be still hot, and they're not, but you throw them in the air fryer and they taste better than they did originally, that's love. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna transition into sports here, man. Uh, you yeah. know, the 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 common denominator that that we kind of had initially BC before Christ is sports, and so now it's now it's Christ. But uh, we still get to talk about sports and what we you know something we love to do and partake and watch. So, man, we mm-hmm. we're coming off of college football being over. Uh, had lots of cool stuff happen in the last month with with around the college game. So, what was your favorite uh, bowl moment, man? I would say I got two favorite bowl moments. Uh, I would say one is Ohio State winning. Oh, and then two is is a tie between Alabama losing national championship <laughs> and Michigan. Michigan losing Florida. <laughs> that is a straight up fact. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, Alabama or Michigan fans watching this uh, or listening to this, come at me, bro. <laughs> oh Lord, I was not gonna go there. I was not gonna dodge the the teams on loss, but you said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd have to agree with you on the Buckeye win, man. That was a good one. It was a good one for the program. It was a good one for Urban to end on. Uh, For sure. I was really, really pumped to see Dwayne Haskins go out in in, in a great way. And so, man, it it was a great, great W for sure. Uh, Also, man, I'm so happy for Dabo. Uh, I think he might be one of my favorite college football coaches. He might be one of my favorite coaches in any sport, man. I feel like he's super unashamed. Um, Little plug for 116 there. I'm rocking the cap. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's super unashamed. Um, his first interview after um, after the game, he talked about where he finds his true joy, and that's in Jesus, others, and then then yourself. Uh, yeah. I, I just I, that's the type of mindset that I think we need to operate with in any profession, you know, and and uh, and really just our daily lives when we think about like being you know considering ourselves behind and and putting ourselves behind other people and and of course behind jesus like because he he should lead us through that you know what i'm saying so i i just love that moment um it it was a it was a class moment and and especially after the the tigers just whooped the the crimson tide bro whooped them (laughs) yeah that was bad they came the I think Alabama came out like we already won. We've already been here. We've already done this, and they just—they were flat, man. It was—it was really surprising to me. I think when the kicker missed the first field goal, yeah. I think that's when you know Saban started to lose it a little yeah, bit, for sure. And I—I I just was waiting the whole like first like six seven minutes into the second half. I was like, this Bama team is not going to end this way. This Bama team is going to come back. They're going to come back, yeah. and they just never did, man. They never they never hit the pedal on the floor. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out – also, shout out to UK for having a pretty yeah. good season. Yeah, so, man, too. what a big bowl win against Penn State. Yeah. That was yeah. that was nice, man. And it, it was good to see UK kind of uh, break that big game, like, slump. Because I feel like every time that they've had to put themselves in a position to play, like, in a good bowl game. Like, I remember, I think, like, maybe 07 or 08, they had a pretty solid season. And it was right before Clemson was, like, what it is now. And they went to play Clemson, I think, in the maybe the Music City Bowl. And Clemson yeah. spanked them. I think I, – fact check me on that. But uh, I remember it was, like, it was, like, one of those statement games where it was, like, okay, this is, like, a where the program is. We're going to play this team, and I think we got whooped. Um, yeah, but I think that that's just the type of uh, of win that a program needs to really sustain that success that they had this year for sure. It's going to be sure. hard though losing Benny, and then the backup Josh running Allen. The backup running back's not bad. Oh yeah, Josh Allen is a beast. But but just the only I mean, aside from Rose on offense and uh, Lynn Bowden, uh, Bowden or Bowden, like. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is just so inconsistent, man. I just can't. It's, it's going to be hard for them to win. I, I hope that they do, though. I hope for their sake that it's it comes out on top. But hey, they might land Tate Martell <laughs> if he ends up transferring. Who knows? Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, man. So we just talked about some other quarterbacks. Let's talk about arguably the most exciting quarterback this year, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, yeah. He initially was got drafted by the Oakland Athletics to play baseball. He did. Yeah. Right? So what ha- – so – he, how does that work, Devin? Like, you can, like, as long as he doesn't, like, accept the contract yet until, like, he leaves, he can still play football? Like, I'm not really sure how that, like. So, I'm pretty sure he still got paid for baseball, but that didn't ruin his eligibility for football. Really? If I'm under, if I'm understanding that correctly. I don't, okay. I don't know. So, I mean, again, if someone's listening and they know better than I do, just let me know. But, because I remember – Hearing that he had a bigger, uh, he was he was worth more than his, uh, than his head coach was. Oh, shoot. at one point, yeah, Which that could he, be that could be based off the future contract though too. Oh, I th- I thought that was his first contract that he signed because he was he was, I mean, his first round pick. Yeah, yeah. In baseball, and I mean, if he goes if he goes in football, I I'm pretty sure he'd be a first round pick in football too. It's. I don't know with the with how deep the talent is at defense on defense this draft. I could see him going high second because you got to think, bro. The dude is still just five nine. Yeah, he's electric, and he he showed that he can play with the big dogs with how he played against Alabama. But that is a tough one for if I'm a GM. I'm like, there's no way I take him over Dwayne Haskins and, and a pro style offense. I, there's just yeah, there's no way. And that's me trying to like take some bias aside because I I do got mad mad love for Dwayne, but um, I just I can't imagine any GM's gonna take their chance on a guy who's five nine and yeah. is a baseball player too. You know what I'm Was saying? Was Deion Sanders the last two sport athlete <clears throat> that we had that played professionally? To my knowledge, yeah. That played Shh. that played simultaneously professionally. To my knowledge, yeah. Man. You got it. That's that's incredible. I I just actually before we uh, hopped on and started recording, I saw that uh, Russell Wilson was going into spring training with the Yankees, which I think he did that last year with like the Rangers, maybe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can consider Russ that, but I mean, he hasn't played a single baseball game that meant anything since he's been in the NFL. So, I don't know that I would consider him like playing both actively. I mean, they they they're saying that I've never seen Kyler Murray play baseball, but they're saying either. that he's he's pretty legit. Yeah, that that's everything. I, I mean, the dude got drafted in the first round for a reason, but nonetheless, I think for me, I see really either way whatever he decides to do, because if he's as good as they say he is in baseball, and that he warranted that first round draft pick in baseball, then it's like, man, that's hard because. There's a lot of money in baseball, and you can play baseball for longer, in my opinion. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Because football, you just have such a high risk of injury. But in football, you got to think about this, too, is that he might have a chance to play in the NFL in the next year. <clears throat> Maybe not next year, but he you know, he might sit behind a starter and go and then get a starting job after that. Where baseball, I mean, I don't know that he'll have to play in the minors long, but, like, he could. Like, he could spend two, three years in the minors. First rounders spend two, three years in the minors all the time. Like, yeah. it, you know, it just depends on what farm you're, farm team you're in. Like, the Oakland A's, like, who knows? They may have three, four guys ahead of him. He may not get that much playing time. So, I think it's all depending on what he wants to do in that, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's hard not to say, like, go for the money or go for longevity. You know what I'm saying? I think baseball offers both of those things because if you're a gener- once in a generational talent like they're saying he is, um, then you know he could be a guy that plays MLB for 15 years and and gets the one of these huge contracts that these guys are making. Like Bryce Harper set to get buku money, so it's just yeah. one of those things. Like, but it, either way, he's I mean he's pretty set. Like he's going to be good regardless yeah. of what decision he makes. Yeah. He's going to be all right. I think, I mean, cause he can play quarterback, you know, and, and I feel like, I mean, he's the type of player that probably could play both. I don't know though. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how owners would be on that. How GMs would be on that. Like, Hey, you can play Your both franchise quarterback going out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Hey, go ahead and go out there and play shortstop for 140 games a year. 
And then what's what happens when they get into the playoffs? Does he play every? No way he plays every other night. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, he comes out sure. and plays on Sunday. So, I I can't imagine that being the case because it's just so different. Like, I think I'm. I remember hearing that Dion played like in an NFL game on a Sunday, and then flew to uh, flew to play a baseball game like the next night. And I I think he maybe came in and subbed in like the last like two innings or something like that. But he didn't he didn't play like the whole game. But still, I mean that's crazy. That is that takes a lot out of you. Like yeah. you you know you played college basketball. I played a year of college football and just other sports too. But like you playing a game the next day you're whomped. Like no no way I could play in a football game. Maybe it's different for linemen. I don't know, but no way I could play in a football game on a sun on a Saturday or Friday, and even playing a basketball game on a Monday or Tuesday. No way. That's that's madness. I mean, I would be so sore still. You're still getting the the soreness out on Monday or Tuesday. So I don't know, man. That's that's tough. Oh man, I, it, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. More power to him, though. Right. Right. So speaking of NFL, um, we are in approaching the second week of the playoffs. So first week we had, we saw the Bears go down tragically on that kick. That was rough um, for them. I did see that it ended up getting blocked, like barely, but still, that's that's tough. And it hit twice. And it, it the double doink. I mean, it's just forever in history the double doink. Um, and then. Who else? So you had rest in peace, Club Dub for the Bears. Rest in peace, Club Dub. That's right. Um, you had the Cowboys beat the Seahawks, which was super surprising to me. I don't know about you. I just thought the Seahawks were the better team. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was probably the most surprising one to me. Yeah. Over the weekend. Well, no, I take that back. Colts and Texans. Uh, the Colts over the Texans was yeah. probably the most surprising. But because the Colts started off so bad, they did. But the Colts were like ten and one in their last eleven. And arguably, you can make a you can make an argument that the Texans are probably one of the hottest teams going yeah, to the playoffs. That, and that's what I said too is that the Texans have played so consistently all year. DeAndre Hopkins looked like a stud. And speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, I'm ready to crown him number one receiver in the league. 115 catches, no drops. Uh-huh. That's that's insane to me, man. For real, like that's crazy. I I can't imagine, um, but yeah, that was a tough one. That was a that was a big um, big game for the Colts. I, you can say that Andrew Luck's probably played better than any other quarterback in the last eight games, nine games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's got to be in that. I know he's going to be comeback player of the year. I mean, there's no way he's not uh, in that conversation for sure. Yeah. So I have. Uh, I got. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I got a confession. I'm sick of the Cowboy Nation. Oh, out of I'm nowhere. Sick. I'm sick of it. I mean, listen, your team hasn't been good <laughs> since the 90s. Oh, shoot. Stop it. So Stop. all the Cowboys fans out there, oh, man. I'm could sick of it. Could y'all you just know, be happy with your team every week? Because Cowboys ten, fans. Ten weeks ago, uh, the Cowboys fans were ready to fire the whole franchise. They're ready. Listen, you lost to the Tennessee Titans <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Don't talk to me about go go Cowboys and like stop, stop it. All right, I had one dude told me. He said, "LA's defensive line is terrible." I said, no, Are you serious? Stop it, dude. They Aaron would eat Donald you. Might be the MVP this year. They would eat you. Nah. Just, just stop it. I mean, the the arrogance of Cowboy Nation has got to stop. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I can already see like three or four people that are about to be super mad when they hear this. The worst case scenario for me is if we ended up getting like a Patriots versus Cowboys Super Bowl. Ah, uh, no, for real. I would literally not watch it. They, yeah. you can't have none of my viewership. I would rather watch the Puppy Bowl than watch that. <laughs> I would rather watch Little Little Wayne and his atrocious halftime show at the final at the uh, college football final. <laughs> Did he even speak English the whole time? 
I have no idea what happened, man. That was I the, needed captions to know what that he was, was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life, maybe. Yeah, it was it was well he's back. And and like uh, I mean, Lil Wayne, you, he hasn't been great. Lil Wayne was more relevant than the Cowboys were. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, that's a fact. Hey, I hope listen, this is so when this airs, the Cowboys and Saints will have probably already played. The Cowboys, but, the Cowboys are playing the Rams. And the, oh, are they? Yeah. Who plays the Saints? Um, the Eagles. Oh, that's right. They got to go down to New Orleans. Oh, that's rough. So, by that time, listen, by the time this comes out, the Cowboys would have already lost to L.A., and, you just and, you putting it out there. It's over. Oh like, yeah, and we're not going to have this discussion anymore. Hey, what do you <laughs> What do you think the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys by? Ten over on ten at least. Yep. Dang, do I expected you to say about fourteen? But that's probably pretty accurate. I mean, the Rams are the, that's that's a tough team right there for sure. Yep. And ten then points. the Eagles got to go down to New Orleans in the dome. I don't know what to say because. I don't. I don't know what to. I'm not gonna predict on that one, um, because Nick Foles is the ultimate wild card. He he really is. It, it's it's crazy. I've I've never seen anything like it. That dude five years ago was given a starting job, and he squandered it. I mean, I just I never expected him to ever be anything else in the league again, and for him to to do what he's done the last two years, I mean, he's been clutch. He's magical, dude. It's, it's he wild, said uh, once he retires, he wants to be a pastor. I saw that. Hey, you know that the Colts, uh, the Colts coach. He was a seminary, be, yeah, professor, a right? Yeah, yeah, president of a seminary. That is super cool. I I, I found that out the other day. I, it made me have mad appreciation for him for sure. Because yeah. I I can't imagine how hard it is to coach in a league like the NFL and be and uh, be a Christian and and be a former you know, administrator at a, uh, at a Christian university seminary. So, yeah. Well, mm. we'll hope that his, uh, systematic theology comes in handy when he plays the <laughs> chiefs this weekend. Yeah. Hey, I listen, I, the chiefs are super good. I just, I don't know, man. I... It's hard to say they lost their running back and, and that's another story for another day, but that's think... crucial to your offense. Yeah, I know. I think that one's going to be a lot closer than what we think. I agree. I th- I think it is too. But the thing about it is, is that the Colts are going to have to put up points. They're going to have to put up digits for real. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean that 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 Chiefs team can score. Yeah. They can flat out score. Man, that, it's it's a good playoffs. I'm I've actually never. I don't know that I've been more excited for playoffs in a minute for real. Uh, just based yeah. off the first week and uh, just what's what I think is going to finish out the. The playoffs with, but I, I'm with you. If the Patriots and Cowboys end up in the final game, I'm you can catch me at home watching Dancing with the Stars or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about that life. I, I could care less about those two teams. So, yeah, <laughs> they ain't getting no money. I ain't buying no chips and dip. <laughs> no nothing. I I'm not supporting anything about Super Bowl Sunday on that one. And I love I love Ezekiel Elliott. I do. Mm. I really do love him. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, Cowboys Nation. Rub me the wrong way this year. <laughs> Shout out to all the Cowboys fans that make us hate you. <laughs> Can't do it. I'm done. Oh man! All right, so we'll switch. We'll switch leagues one time for the one time. Head over to our arguably, I think it's our favorite league, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, just a ton of good stuff happening this year. Ton of people rising up, ton of people being the same. <laughs> right <laughs> now, January tenth, who's your midseason MVP? Ooh. Uh on the spot. On the spot. I'm gonna have to go with Ooh. Mm, this is tough. I'll go with I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis right now. That's a good pick, man. Statistically, he is just off the charts. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with, and this is if you would have talked to me a year ago, 
and I'll tell you why here in just a minute. In year ago, Dave would punch current Dave in the face for saying this. But oh boy, to me, one James Harden, uh, two Kawhi Leonard, three AD, four Giannis, and I really feel like Giannis is really flexible into from four to two. But let me tell you about my beef with the MVP right quick. I'm going to go off on a brief tangent. Bear with me. So, last year, James Harden won the MVP, right? hmm And the person with the second most votes was my guy, personal favorite, my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time ever, uh, arguably the greatest athlete of all time, LeBron James. So, at me if you want to. We can debate it. I'm going to just go to the grave saying it. So, James Harden beats out LeBron. Terrible move for me. The reason that James Harden won the MVP last year was because MVP voters felt like he was next in line. And because he had a good enough season, and he did have a good season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he didn't. He he deserved to be in the MVP conversation. Because he had a good enough season, I feel like they let down and just gave him the MVP. And they didn't see how well Chris Paul played, Clint Capella played, all that. And I think LeBron got shafted because he's out here playing the year after Kyrie just left. Kevin Love was hurt half the season. He is in his glue- 15th year. In his 15th year, he put up arguably his best statistical year. His best statistical year in his 15th season, mm-hmm. point one. Point two, he did it without any role players. It, it, let, let me say this. He did it with all role players and no real other guy contributing, like heavily, night in and night out. He played almost every game. He and played every game. He did play every game. And yep. he still took this team to the finals, bro. So did James Harden have a great year in 2018? Yes. Let's just – I'm I'm fine with saying that. But no way he is the most valuable player in the NBA when the most valuable player led his team to a finals that he shouldn't have been in. I yeah. mean, just no no way KD, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kawhi, no way they take that Cavs team to the finals. No way. There's just no way. Now look at the Cavaliers. Sorry, bro. They're terrible. They have, like, what, nine uh, wins this year? They're trash. Eight. Eight. eight wins. So, so then, okay, so let's fast forward to this year. And let me, just, let me just say, I think that James Harden deserves the MVP this year, arguably, because he's having a great statistical year. He's playing really consistently well. Um, but I just read on basketballreference.com, who I feel like I can normally trust with these types of things, that Giannis had a 41% chance to win the MVP over yep. AD, Kawhi, and, and James Harden. And no one was even close. The next closest was AD at 17%. Harden was at 17%. And Kawhi was like 12 or 13. So you're telling me that clear cut right now, January 10th, Giannis is the MVP? Don't get me wrong. I think he's having a really great year. I feel like we're having the same conversation as last year. But – I think that he's in that position and people are talking about him because it seems like he's the next logical person to win. You feel me? Like he's having yeah. a good year, but Anthony Davis is is beating him in almost every major statistic statistical category, but mm-hmm. assists. And he's only down in assists by like one and a half. So he's actually producing more because he's got more points per game. And Anthony Davis's team is trash. And and the Bucks have been good for like three years, and I'm not saying that Giannis isn't a huge part of that, but the Duke can't shoot outside, and and, no. and it's just to me he's just not as complete, and he's a great defender. I I like Giannis. I think he's the future of the NBA. I think he's already here as the future, but I'm just I just hate that we're ready to to bow down and give him the MVP when they're, and you I mean we're not even talking about Kawhi who they counted out, and he goes up to the Raptors, and he's making them a contender. I mean, that team 
they got a new head coach and everything, and they're gonna they're gonna finish in the top two in the East, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, and then I, I just, and then you got James, of course, who's having a great year. AD's having a baller year. So I I just got beef with how MVP voting has went down. There's my four and a half minute tangent. My apologies <laughs> to everybody listening that didn't want to hear that, but it's been killing me. You, you yeah. You know what? I think it's time for us to go on to the next one. Speaking of NBA, <laughs> there is this, that uh, was a great transition. By the way. There is there's a there's a rookie out there that has caught the attention of everyone this year. Yes, oh Luka Doncic. Uh, Dave, what's your thoughts on Luka? Luka is an outstanding player. He is so intelligent. He does not look like he is going to go down the court and cross you up and then hit a setback jumper. And then he yep. goes on the court and crosses you up and hits a step-back jumper. He's step swaggy. He's confident. He's a good passer. He's a good ball handler. He's a – I mean, he doesn't wow you on defense with anything, but he doesn't like – he's not like Harden was two years ago where he would just – he was non-existent. It's like uh, 19. But he's so young. That's what I'm saying. And he is – dude, he has heart too. Like, like I want Luke on my team nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I could have anybody to pick him again. He's just solid, man. And he makes the right plays. And he's the type of guy that, like, I think about – and I heard Rick Carlisle kind of talk about it a little bit. Like, you kind of live with his mistakes because he's so young. Mm-hmm. Because when he makes a mistake, he doesn't make a second one. Like he does the he does the right thing the next time down the court, you know. He, hey, that he got he's he's legit. So I'm just I'm just interested to see how he does in the future, and eventually the Mavericks are going to be in the playoffs. Oh, for sure, yeah. May not may not be this year, but soon they will be, and I want to see him when the pressure's really on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because right now, I mean, he's he's played in some, I would say clutch moments but he hasn't played in anything high pressure where the crowds into the last second it, you know you win or go home type situation you know what I mean like he hasn't been in a situation like that yet at least in the NBA but to do yeah. won a Euro championship with you know with Real Madrid I mean that's a that's a big deal and he was he was like a 16 and 9 guy on that team like he wasn't and I mean and they're gonna no rebuild a team they're gonna rebuild a team Around him, yeah, which is kind of crazy because at first, you know, the thought was that it was going to be Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, but they're going to rebuild the team who, around him. Who we all loved last year, like I mean, yeah. we all loved DSJ for sure. For sure, like he he's still a stud. But in my opinion, I think it's like, hey, who do we need to unload to make better weapons around around Luca, man? Yeah, I understand, and I I think you know in terms of just like. Who I watch and who I would prefer to watch. I mean, I think Luca's right up there, top two, top three people in the NBA for me, of just who I want to who I want to see night in and night out. That's a big deal, <laughs> rookie. <laughs> I know. I wonder who is what his game is going to be like. And then, you know what? Like, normally when people draft like these people, these players from Europe, I'm like, ah, they're not going to mm-hmm. be that good. They're not going to pan out. Well, he he, he I've been pay, ultra hesitant. Yeah, he panned out oh, real quick. For sure, for sure. So at the beginning of this episode, we talked a little bit that we got new music coming along. Devin, I'm going to let you introduce this this song coming up. Yes, yes, yes. We got a song from Chris Jones. He got hey. a new album out. Uh, he got a new album out called Minnow. And uh, you guys can go check that out on any streaming platform. That's Chris Jones, C-H-R-Y-S. Go check him out. And he's got the he's got a new song called uh, "Born Again." It's a it's a, here's comes a little snippet of it. You guys are gonna love it. This dude's super solid. I love his flow. Uh, check it out. Hey hey hey. 
I feel like he's drawing me And no, I ain't talking about pencils Predestined to be conformed to a stencil I'm being transformed in my mental I know I can be temperamental Or maybe just too sentimental Whatever this change is inside of me It's making me feel like I'm sinful Why am I living this way? What if I slip in the grave or missing his name? All cause I'm living for fame I need deliberate change, deliverance aim Not in my mind I need more than that if I really wanna live all of this time, I've been faking and thinking I'm saved as a kid. All right, so we always come to the come to the table, come to the to the uh, to the shop, to the barber shop chat. If you wanna you wanna think about it like that, we always come to the yeah. table with a little bit of a a deeper topic, something you know relevant to our our current event, a cultural thing. So. Um, Again, January 10th right now, we are how many days into the government shutdown? I believe it's the 18th day of the shutdown. 18th, yeah. So, Devin, I want to hear from you a little bit about, if you can talk about why the government is shut down and what your <laughs> thoughts are on it. Okay, so the government is shut down right now because um, – Two of our major parties, the Democrats and Republicans, could not come to an agreement on the funding of uh, our current presidents uh, for a, a wall across the southern border of the United States, bordering Mexico. Um, I think the president was asking for $5.6 billion to go to the wall. Uh, Democrats at one point offered him like $1 billion. Um, and he, he he said no, and he has tweeted that he is not going to he is not going to reopen the government until he gets his way, and then the Democrats have said that they're not giving him the approval because they you know they've won the seats. Um, they're not he, they're not giving him the the approval to build this wall. So and here's where we're at now. Uh, honestly. For me, like my thoughts on it, uh, there is a, a sense of frustration for me that uh, I, you know, when the government is shut down, there's certain people that can't go to work mm-hmm. um, and they they don't get paid. And right now, with the government shut down, the money it's going to cost more money to restart the government than it is to actually be in this shutdown. Mm-hmm. So we're we're hurting ourselves in a multitude of ways. Um, my frustration it just comes from like we're playing with people's lives here, and I, I mean I don't, I don't care what side of the party lines that you're on, like. Pe- people's lives are at stake. People can't buy groceries. People. I mean, they they got kids that they can't, you know, they can't go to daycares and stuff Mortgage. like that. Mortgages, rent, all these different yeah. types of things. And what if you never had the money to save, to you know, to live, yeah, off of a shutdown like that? Um, I mean, it stinks because it, it happened right in the holiday season that mm-hmm. that the shutdown happened. So. This is very, very frustrating. I mean, there was yesterday there was a meeting with uh, Chuck Schumer and, and Nancy Pelosi and President Trump, and Trump uh, walked out of the meeting because they didn't give him the money, and he just said, oh. like, again, it doesn't matter what side of the party you're on. We just figure we need to figure something yeah. out because people are hurting right now. Yeah, I mean, like, and not only that, like, there, there's our whole immigration issue that mm-hmm. people are hurting, and I don't know what's what's going to be so, the solution to that. I, I mean, we've had we've already had our talk, and we've already set our viewpoints on that, and people can go back and listen to that episode yeah, yeah, if, they, for sure. if they would like to. But in terms of, like the American people, you're hurt. You're hurting people. Yeah, and and and. There's like a sense of like an elitism, a yeah. classism, because that it ain't affecting to... him for real. Exactly. Well, then or any of our big, yes. uh, any of our politicians. Yeah, and and 
it's just so frustrating. I'm I'm sure I'm simplifying it way too much. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's very very difficult to see this see this happening. I mean. I work at it. I work at a university, and I mean, there's gonna be kids who need help from the government. Yeah, and if this sure. government's still shut down, like those kids are gonna be, they're gonna be struggling even more. Yeah. So I don't know. Just, just frustrating is what I is what I would say. My thoughts on it is for sure. I think I would definitely agree with you. Um, you know, we already had a, a podcast where we kind of discussed our feelings on the wall and 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 border security and things like that. Uh, to reiterate, I mean, I think we're both for some form of of um, of border security. I, you know, we're not we're not saying like we should just let anybody walk into our country, regardless, whatever. But I mean, this is just this is madness to me. To me, it's uh, you know, I have a I have a two year old. Like, I get tantrums. Like to me, this is a tantrum. And um, I, I just don't have no any other way to put it. Like, hey, you're not giving me what I want, so I'm 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 gonna shut down. And when my daughter shuts down, it's it looks kind of similar to that. You know what I'm saying? It's storm yeah. out of the room. It's uh, scream on the couch, whatever. You know, and and this is hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put people's lives at stake. And again, like you said, I I don't think it's I don't even necessarily think it's just him. I don't think it's one person. I. I think it's responsible on both parties in this instance, but there's people that, you know, their, their lives are literally at stake. And yeah. uh, I, I just see people that are unable to, uh, that, you know, I've just seen videos and, and posts of people that are unable to, to go to the grocery store. They've had to uh, have assistance and from churches and things like that, which is, you know, something in the church, we got to be there for the, the, these situations. But um, I just think about how, how rough this is. Um, a lot, a lot of families that are completely relying upon these jobs that they have. And um, I just, I think it's madness. It's, it's crazy to me that we're, we're still in this and we have an opportunity as, as people to band together and unite for the government to reopen. And I, I don't know what that looks like. I saw people rallying um, on the news here in Louisville about, um, about the, the government shutdown and just talking about like, hey, this is this is just crazy. You know, our lives are affected, and and we don't have anywhere to go. We're you know, if we got two weeks to pay rent or we're out. And uh, I think that some places have done right by people and said, hey, like we understand you have a government job, like you know, we're gonna you're gonna keep your housing for you, but like you got to pay us back ASAP type things. But yeah, um, it, it's just to me, it's just so. <sighs> Believe what you want about the wall, but having people unnecessarily out of work when they could be working and it could be costing the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like what you said, like it costs more, it's going to cost more to reopen the government than it was to, than it's, um, than it would have been just to have the government staying on track type thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just so senseless and it's, it is so unchristlike, like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I know that this is. It sounds like a, it sounds preachy or snobby or something like that. But like that is not biblical. Like it is like you know what I'm saying. Like we can we yeah. can debate down the lines about anything else. You know whether it's biblical or not for um, uh, immigration and things like that. But like when we're talking about just sheer keeping people out of work to get our way, like that to me is just is the most unchrist like thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it and it's like, not like it's and, a, I mean it's an elitist thing. You just said it because I hear a lot of times like these people don't want to work. No, like what? they have they have yeah, to work. They have you know, to work. They, yeah. they they want. They, I'm making a broad statement here, but I would say, like, if you got a family or if you got rent that's due, you want a way how to get it, and yeah, the the noble legal way to do it is by working. And and then people will say, oh, well, they could get a little job in the meantime. Do you know how long it takes to get a job? I mean, go go try to get a job at McDonald's, like interview, paperwork, all that stuff. It's still going to take you a week at least, probably. Clear yeah, a background check, clear a. Uh, um, clear a drug test. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, 
a week and then your job could be back up. So you're just going to quit there or whatever. And I get it. You know, like that's my mentality. Like Mm -hmm. I always say it every day. If I lost my job today, I'd have another one in the morning. I'd figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to provide for my family. But like these people are so unsure and they can say, well, yeah, I'll go work for seven fifty an hour. But like, what if that job doesn't come through for a week? And then, okay, so let's say you start in a week. When do you get your first paycheck? Two weeks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might, still still be, for a while. you might be a month or two months without money, no income. And, okay, we all should have planned better. Who plans for that? Like, what, yeah. what 25, 27-year-old is ready for a government shutdown where they get paid nothing and that's their, they spent their whole lives getting to that point? And things just ain't, aren't the same. Like, you can't just yeah. hop right out of high school and get a government job. Like, it's schooling, and, and you know here's, what I'm saying? Just depending on what it is. Is that, like, a lot of times in American Christianity, we say, we always talk and we always preach about how much God loves us and how much, you know, and how he gives us grace and how much he gives us mercy. And that is true. But, we have to understand that God is also just mm-hmm. God is also righteous yeah. and that these things that are happening, these things are, that's not, like you said, that's not biblical. These people, like what they're doing is not Christ-like and everything not like, you know, like you said, like Jesus says in Matthew, everything, everything has to, has to be judged. Everything. And you and like and when you play with and when you're like playing with people's income and their, and their well being and how they live, that's not loving your neighbor. That's Straight not, up. And 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 I think if we get down to the the bare bones of it, there's, I mean, from top down, like this whole issue starts from. Uh, the we as a collective group of people, Americans see other groups of people and we have in our minds that you're not worthy of the image of God. You're not worthy of my time. I can treat you worse because God took a little bit more extra time on me. He didn't spend as much time on you, which is not biblical at all. And I think that... Like we have to we have to come at this situation from a position of humbleness mm. and how can I best serve God and how can I best love my neighbor through all this? Yeah. And this is the situation that we get into a lot of times. It's not just preach the gospel. Now we have to live it out. You know, how are how are because when you actually when you're actually a believer and you actually in your heart actually changes your heart, like, it'll show. Your actions yeah. will show. The fruit will come about how your heart has changed. But if you have a hardened heart towards people who don't have jobs right now, or people, or you have a hardened heart towards people, even even people seeking asylum. Yeah. You know, or if you, I mean, this is going to be uncomfortable for people to hear, but if you, if you have a hardened heart towards someone who doesn't look like you. Yeah. It can get, I mean, we have we have to humble ourselves again, for sure. I, yeah, man, that's you're spot on. I mean, I, I think we just have to see from the perspective of God, and that like God didn't just make white Americans, and everybody else were made by the devil. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's not true. Okay, and okay, and let's right now. I'm telling you right now, if you're watching, if you're listening, I'm telling you right now, listen, that is not a shot. Okay? No, it's none, not none of us it's... none of us we don't we don't hate we don't hate you. Yeah. Okay? We I we do we don't we don't hate you because of because of the color of your skin. I don't. I yeah. promise you I don't. Yeah. And I and it's so important too because the other thing that I want to talk about with this is that like I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, Red Party, Blue Party, Gold Party. I don't care. I really don't. My my concern is is people, and 
I feel like politicians say they care about people and they don't care about people. That's on any side, any coin. Like, there's nobody out there that's saying, I want to do what's best for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is a very short-sighted issue, in my opinion, is that people are saying, oh, well, I want to protect American soil. But you're hurting American people right now. Right now, yes. you're, right now you are in danger. Well, because what about that person that, I mean, let's just keep it real. What about the person that's in a government position? They have no money. They have no other option. Their kids need, their kids need some sort of uh, a pharmaceutical to live. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to get that pharmaceutical? Anything, right? I mean, th- who knows? I, if my kids needed something to survive, I would find a way to get it. You know what I'm saying? I'd start selling my stuff. I, I'd sell something. And I mean, not, I don't mean to come across that way, but what I'm yeah. trying to say is like, you're going to find a way to, to provide for your family. And like, that is endangerment because what happens when you get locked up? What happens when you get caught up selling the wrong thing? Selling the, you know, doing the wrong thing to make the money because you have no other option. Yeah. And then you get painted as the bad guy that didn't, that didn't just try to sell their couch <laughs> or didn't try to sell their car to make it happen. Like, but that's the only thing you have. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, I feel like right now we're just in such a bad situation that uh, it's going to, it's for me, I just, I don't see how we can recover from this point in this uh in this presidency and then this um, it almost seems like it's for in this like current a, political climate a re-election or election kind of ploy ploy <laughs> which is just makes it even worse <laughs> for your I own mean, personal honestly. gain and listen i live in america i i like we are under the law of the government in america so with being under the law, like I'll be supportive of who of who is in charge of the law or who is yeah. in charge of the government. For sure, yeah. Okay, but that does not mean that I can't. Like that doesn't mean that I can't be critical of a of yeah. a decision that I don't agree with. For sure, and that shouldn't make anybody frown upon you because you just disagree. Like we just have such a climate that does not allow for peaceful discourse or disagreement and that's and that is so problematic i mean last episode you just heard me say i'm not for open borders yeah and in this episode you just heard what i said i I, i'm I'm going to like if you're going to be a leader all right you got to take the responsibility comes with leading yep Uh, it just it just comes like that and there's plenty of examples of people in the bible who who are who who live under the authority of government but as soon as it crosses the line of being uh unchristlike they don't do it you can you can read the book of daniel for example yeah ah, yeah so much stuff going on in, in today but hopefully that situation gets solved soon for sure and 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 on behalf of you know us and and our families like we're praying for praying for people that that are out of work right now and um um I'm just hopeful that, like you said, it, it ends quickly and, and we have an opportunity to come out on the other side and, and see what 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 work needs to be done. And uh, I hope that we can just become more unified with these issues and kind of just I'm just hopeful that partisanship begins to begins to occur. You know what I'm saying? By yes, partisanship. Sir. Yeah. And uh, we, we just. We have such a as as Christians specifically. I, I can speak for for us. Like we just have to get better about about loving our neighbor and loving the people around us, regardless of what their beliefs are. And I mean, I even you know from my perspective, like I sit here and say that, and then there's times where I'm like hating on somebody that disagrees with me. But like I have an opportunity to get better at it too. I mean, it, yeah. it's no one's no one's. To me, no one is is out of out of play here. Like I think everybody has an opportunity to just sit down and and hear from other people and and say, "Dude, I disagree with you, but it's cool. I love you. Like so does Jesus. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like yeah. I love you. So does Jesus. 
we can disagree. That's cool. And let's move on. Like, let's have coffee again next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's exactly. chat this through again. Like, and exactly. so we just, we got to get better about that. We, and we just, we need to be the shining examples. We need to lead that out. And uh, I'm grateful to know you because I feel like you do that well. And so uh, you you have a really good set a good example for me oh, and for others. By, so by God's grace, I'm just another beggar trying to tell other beggars where to get the bread, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. <laughs> for sure, man. Well, dang, Dave, I think we had a good episode today. Yeah, man. First one back in the saddle, 2019, season three. Man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped to put out some videos in the next week or two. Yeah, don't um, guys, don't forget going. to share this, like this comment yeah. uh rate yeah, us get the word out man yeah we we appreciate any of that we appreciate any feedback hit us up on facebook twitter instagram dave and dev podcast uh the only one that's different is twitter's dave dev podcast so uh we we love this we love doing this we want to we want to continue to get better at it and and get get more people to join along with us and not for any reason other than the fact that we just love people. We love having this space to talk about it. And we want to, um, we want to bring people into the fold and we want, we want others to see that we're different and, uh, and different in a good way and, and not for our own gain, but for, for the glory of God. And so I pray that we can continue to do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until next time, y'all. Hey, peace. Peace.